Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this very special edition of the main event talk. And yes, I know it's Monday. The main event talk was supposed to have been released on Saturday, Furman, not on Mondays. What the hell happened? Well, let me tell you exactly what happened, ladies and gentlemen. I have went through some very... I went through almost a bad weekend. Oh, well, I say almost a bad weekend, and trust me, you'll know what it is in just a moment as soon as I tell you the story. Uh, and before I tell you the story, we got a lot of things we need to cover, including WWE Crown Jewel coming up on October 31st, live as it happens over the, on the WWE Network over in Saudi Arabia in the main event. It's going to give you his feedback and everything else like that. Some news involving AEW and NXT. The ratings are going down, but it's starting to look very, very bad. Very, very bad for AEW and NXT in most ways. I'll talk about that in every way possible. And also, I'm going to give you a a couple of other things to talk about, including... uh, Let's see if I... I had had some of these notes written down. I don't know where I put them at exactly, but I was just so, so wanting to get this podcast out of the way so bad. But you know what, guys? We're going to get right into it, okay? Let's let's get right into what we need to talk about. We're not going to talk wrestling just yet. We're going to get to that in just a moment. I'm going to talk to you about why, why the Main Event Talk podcast is happening right now as opposed to it showing up on a Saturday or the Sunday, you know? Now, normally, I mean, I would, was supposed to have scheduled this on a Saturday, all right? But something happened, okay? Now, this all happened... Right around Friday, okay? And big shout-out to Homestar Runner, Hector Juarez. Big shout-out to Roxanne, who's probably listening to this as well. And big shout-out to Mateo, because I know that he was there as well. And also, big shout-out to Lacey. Lacey, you're listening to this as well. And everyone at Richard's Billiards, because i got to get this out of the way. i got to get this out of my chest, because I need to. So I went ahead and handled some bills. I went ahead and handled some stuff and everything. You know, it was Friday. It was payday. It was one of those things where you just had to go handle your bills and stuff and handle the stuff you needed. I finally got myself a fire stick. I finally got me one of those goddamn fire sticks. I've been wanting to get my hands on those for a while. I got it. It's in the main event's possession, and I like it. But there is, uh, there are, there are some stuff. That, there are some things that I need to work on as far as fire stick goes, which I will handle that sometime this week or maybe next week, depending. But anyways, um, besides that, I went ahead and I was um, handling some bills, taking care of some stuff, and then you know, I was gonna go ahead and head over to my my place over at Mister Louis which is right there, right by Richard's Billiards. And I go there every time when I want to get a haircut. And went there, and, uh, well, before I went ahead and decided to go get the haircut done and everything, I was on my way. I was I was on a bike. I'll, I'll be honest, I was on a bike. I was about to take off and head over there, and I had messaged Hector. I messaged Homestar because, you know, I, I, I always loved, you know, and this is the truth. I, I think I've mentioned this before and I'll say it again. I love getting a chance to message him because he's the first person I think of when I want to go to Rich's Billiards. I mean, I can't think of anybody else. You know, well, maybe Homestar. Well, maybe, I'm sorry, maybe, maybe Antoine, if he was available. And, and even Roxanne because she does come to my mind from time to time. But anyways, um, I message him. And I tell him that uh, I'm fixing to head over to 
get my haircut done, and I'm gonna head over to um, to Richards, you know, just to go over there, get me get a get a haircut first, and then go ahead and go to Richards and get get myself a couple of drinks before I leave, right? He tells me that he is already there, but he's fixing to leave, and I'm like, oh damn you, right? And I'm already, you know, taking off over there, just doing what I can and stuff. And then I went ahead and messaged Rox. I went ahead and messaged my friend Roxanne, wanting to know if she was going to go too. And she was. She was going to be on her way over there and everything else like that. Right? And the, the next thing that happened was, um, the next thing that happened was, I go over, I go, go over to, uh, to Mr. Louie's. Right, right over there on Weber, because if uh, anybody that knows where Richard's Billiards is, it's right next to HEB and right close by where Mr. Lewis is at, right there down Weber and Holly. Now, I go there, I get my hair cut. Uh, usually when I get there, I'm the first person there and I get in and then I get out. It's, it's pretty much done with. Instead, there was a few people that were ahead of me. And I, I, kept, messaging, I kept messaging Hector because I saw his truck. I saw his truck right there parked in front and I told him don't you don't you dare move don't you move that's that's pretty much how I messaged him and you know it took too you know how you're there you're just sitting there and you're reading a magazine or you're messing with your phone and everything else like that you just want this haircut to be over with you just want this haircut to be over with but instead it takes you about almost an hour not to get your haircut done but an hour just to get in you know, to get your haircut done. So I got in, got my haircut done. It was finished. It was out the window. And there was no problem. Simple as that. Now, I head over to Richard's Billiards. And I'm just there. And Hector had already taken off. Which I was like, fuck. But I'm like, okay, well, that's okay. I mean, he doesn't have to wait for me for his entire existence. No, he doesn't have to. I mean, I, could, I invited him simply because he was the first person that comes to my head every single time I want to go to Rich's Billiards. If I want to go to the House of Rock, I think about him. If I want to go to Concrete Street, I'll think of him. And, 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 that, and I know some people are probably thinking, well, why is Hector so important? Let me tell you something. He's my best friend. Known him a long time. I, would, I, I, know, that, I know some people are probably thinking, well, what about Roman? It's been a long time since I've talked to Roman. I don't know what he does these days. I mean, I know that he still uh, lives in the same house over in Flower Bluff and everything else like that. And, and I would love to have my drinking partner back with me in every way possible. You know? But anyways, I wanted to go ahead and, you know, went over to Richard's and got there. Just had myself a couple of drinks and stuff. Saw uh, it wasn't much of a packed house, but it did get better in the past couple of hours and I was just there you know just drinking a couple of big ass beers to make a little ultra a couple of shots and everything uh, saw Courtney right there in the front beautiful Courtney by the way right there and also saw saw Erica Erica the bartender there's two Erica's by the way there's one Erica that's the waitress you probably have seen her you know beautiful gorgeous tattoo long hair and everything and then there's another one the bartender very straight long hair looks gorgeous looks beautiful looks hot and then there's Howard, Howard right there behind the bar and stuff. Had myself an amazing time, you know. And then a couple hours comes about, comes along, and I was I was already fixing to leave. I mean, I I showed up there right about what seven o'clock, I think. I was there at seven o'clock, seven o'clock in the afternoon. Well, actually, seven o'clock. Well, it's hard to say afternoon or hard to say night, but it's in between because you still have a little lightness out there. But anyways, I was just there around 7 o'clock, right? And I was fixing to leave around maybe 8 o'clock. And then Roxanne messaged me and let me know 
lets me know that, hey, you know, she was on, she was going to be coming up on her way and stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. So I chilled out there. I relaxed and I was, you know, just waiting, just drinking, listening to my music and stuff. And then, you know, about maybe 10 o'clock. Yeah, right around 10 o'clock to be exact. I was already going to leave. I was thinking I should leave. I should leave. I should leave. No, I'm still here. And she's there. It's not because of the alcohol, folks. It's the fact that I don't want to be rude. Somebody's going to show up. Voila. Roxanne shows up. And, uh, you know, me and her talk back and forth. I ran into a few other friends of mine who listen to my podcast, who listen to my podcast, including a guy, this guy I know quite well, his name is Joseph, who, um, him and his wife were right there. If you know, especially over in the Corpus Christi area, if you know a couple of bands like Laoric or Distein Dream, you may know the front man quite well. His name is Joseph. And, and and also, and I, if I remember this correctly, I and I, I have never mentioned this to Joseph before, but I think I may mention this. I think he was in trouble with the law. I could be wrong because I could have swore I saw something on Channel Three News where his face was popped up, and I was like, uh, "The hell did he do wrong?" <laughs> no, but it was good seeing Joseph and his wife over there. You know, they were just there um, watching the Astros game, watching the. Um, the uh what you call it the let's see the astros game against the new york yankees and i don't want to tell you the outcome of that one because let's just say my brother was pissed off about it and so was i so you know we were there just um you know chilling out relaxing i ran into another old friend of mine his name is jack uh jack someone i've known uh, back in the days of moody high school a long time ago I think it was Jacon too. I think that's his name. I know, I know Joseph Zadis knows him quite well. I think Hector may know him. I know Antoine definitely knows him all the way, all the way around possible. But anyways, just there, just drinking with a couple of friends of mine. Saw saw Roxanne hanging out with her for a while. She took off and she went to go pick up Homestar. Okay, she went to go pick up Homestar because apparently when he was here at Richards, he had took off over. He had took off over to Molly's, I think, and I went to go over there to go get drunk and and needed a ride. And, and I was like, bring his ass over here, okay? <laughs> bring Homestar's ass over here. And yeah, she brought him and she brought along Mateo as well, which was cool. I haven't seen I haven't seen Mateo in God knows how long. Every time I see Mateo, the first thing that comes to my head when I see him is James Harden from the from the Houston Rockets. Yes. He's not black. He just got the beard going, okay? He looks black, but he's got the beard going. That's all you have to know. But it was cool seeing him, you know? I uh, was there drinking with him and stuff. And um, then I saw another friend of mine over there. Her name is uh, her name is Lacey. Uh, someone, I think she worked at Theo's, I believe, if I'm trying to remember this correctly. But she was there, her and her mom. And uh, it was cool seeing them, you know, talking with them and everything else like that. And then uh, I think it was Mateo that was that was interested, that was interested. And I, sort of being the matchmaker, decided, okay, well, let's see. I mean, I uh, I went over to Lacey. I think I think I remember this correctly. I went over to Lacey asking if she was married or anything else like that because I got a friend who's interested, blah, blah, blah. Mateo comes along. Here we go. And this is how it all, you know, goes out and stuff. Now, okay, now this is, this is not the interesting part of the, of the story. This is just, I'm building the story up so that way everybody knows what's going on. Okay, so here's the thing. So Mateo 
myself, Rich, uh, Roxanne, um, Homestar. Oh, and let, oh, let's not forget. Let's not forget. Uh, I had a chance to see Roxanne's uh, Roxanne's daughter alongside with her father, Richard. At you know, Richard. You know, I I call him Richard Graves, as in you know my version of Corey Graves, if you will. And uh, they had a picture together, and it was it was cool seeing her daughter there. It's not often I get a chance to see her daughter in the bar, and I guess she doesn't want to see. You know, Roxanne does not want her daughter to see her in a drunken capacity, which is okay. I understand that all of us, you know, don't want to do that and everything. But let me continue on with the story. Now, we're drunk. We're having ourselves a good time. Everything's cool. Now, I was going to do my main event talk in the morning, right? Because the plan was, and this is the plan. This is straight out of of my mouth. I was going to go get my hair cut, just stay at Richard's for a while, have a couple of beers, leave about maybe 10 o'clock, maybe 9, you know, because I wasn't going to be there too long because I got to get myself straight and right so that way I can do my main event talk. That was the plan. Instead, my plans change, and, and, and plans do change from time to time, especially when you have friends that want to come over, that want to drink with you, and want to have yourself a good time, and everything else like that. We end up staying at Richard's about 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. It was one of those nights where you just wanted to get drunk, get shit-faced, and say, what the fuck? And then, and then this mor- the next morning comes out, Saturday morning, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I, I got up right around like 8 I got dropped off around 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning, I think, right? And I was up around 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning, all right? Now, now here's the thing. I got up right around 8, 9 o'clock in the morning, but I actually got up at 1 in the afternoon. And, and I, I know some people are confused about that, but trust me, you'll know how that goes, especially when you get hungover. Now, anyways, the, now here is where the story gets interesting. This is something I forgot to mention to Roxanne. I forgot to mention to Homestar because I mentioned in this story that I was in a bike, right? I was in a bike. Now, this was my mistake. Because if I knew, if I knew I was going to be staying at Richard's for a little bit longer, I should have taken my bike with me. Or I should have parked it somewhere where nobody can see it, right? This is during the day. This is during the day, folks. This is during the day. I had my bike parked and I had it locked, right? I had it locked completely. And I had it locked in front of this uh, salon that's just right there, right next to Richard's Billiards. And I, I forgot what the place is called, but, uh, I, you know, you'll see where this is going. Okay, so I wake up. I'm, I'm like a little hungover, but I, I remembered where my bike was, so I need to go get my bike. And I, I, I had no need to go ahead and call anybody. I just... Went ahead and did the right thing, walked over, took a bus, and just took all, you know, went all the way to Weber. When I went to Weber, when I showed up, when I walked over, right in front of the fucking salon, I walked by Theo's, obviously, but I walked by the salon, there's my bike, and apparently, <laughs> I, I, know, I know it should be mad, I know it should be pissed off, but let me, let me kind of sh- tell you what happened. I walked over, I saw the bike, but I noticed two of its wheels are missing. And I'm like, oh my fucking God, are you serious? And I, you know, I, was I upset about it? Uh, the answer is no. And I'm like, how the fuck can you not be upset about that? No, because I find this funny, especially when I already knew the outcome of what was about to happen. And plus, plus I, I could have swore I remember uh, I took off with Hector, with Roxanne... 
and didn't even bother to tell him to stop because my bike was still right there. I we because we left the bar around two o'clock, right? We left right around two o'clock, and I noticed that shit was chained up. But I completely, you know, you, you're in your drunken state, and you have no idea what the fuck's going on. But then you, you cluelessly remember that one moment. It's like, oh fuck. And then you go ahead and regret it afterwards. But then again, it's like, I, re- I didn't really regret it because when I think about it, I mean, yeah, it's funny. It's ridiculous. You know, what was even more ridiculous is that I, I looked at it and it was, they were trying desperately to unlock my shit. <laughs> I looked at the, it wasn't broken. I mean, I managed to unlock everything, which is fine. But it was just so funny looking at this like, oh God, what the fuck? I, I know some people are probably saying to themselves, well, Furman, that's not right. I mean, your fucking wheels got taken. I know my wheels got taken, but I'm, I'm one of those people who are not going to bitch, whine, moan, and complain about it. I mean, it, I can walk. I know I can, but that doesn't mean I'm not looking around for some wheels. And I definitely am looking around for some wheels. So I got this, uh, this Trek 800 Sport Bike. It's a pretty good bike. I've had it for a while and everything, and... Yeah, I, I definitely want to get my hands on some new wheels and just put it on it so that way I don't have to waste my time trying to get myself another bike. Or, or how about this? How about I get my hands on another fucking car if I can? Well, here's the thing. I'm not ready to get my hands on a car just yet until I handle my, my situation, which I'm hopefully will be handled by the end of 2019, which I don't want to get into that. Now, now, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, this is where the story still continues. Yes. The fact that something else happened, something else occurred that weekend. Now, I was a bit hungover still. I brought my bike home in one piece without the wheels. And, and, you know, it would be funny for everyone to look at that and see me. And I know my neighbors that saw me when I walked in. Hey, what's going on? How are you? And they were looking at the look at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm carrying my bike at the house with no wheels. <laughs> and they seen me come around with, you know, with this bike with the wheels on and everything. Now they say with no wheels. They didn't even bother to ask me what the fuck's going on. So I'm like, okay, cool. There's no problem. I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm not getting into this. Now. The story gets more interesting in the next few hours. So I'm at home. I'm messing with my fire stick. I was relaxing. I was sleeping. I was having a few stomach cramps. A few stomach cramps. I think it was because of the alcohol and everything else like that. I, let's just say that I had a mixture to give everyone an idea. I did have my, I did have my usual Michelob Ultra. I did have my usual Fireball. And I did have my usual... Um, uh, fi- uh, what was the other one? Jaeger bomb. Yeah, I, I had that. And I know some people, well, well, that's going to fuck up your stomach. No, no. What fucked up my stomach, I think, was the shot that Roxanne left behind. Uh, there was a shot that I took. I didn't want to take it, but then I thought, screw it. I'll go ahead and take it. I took it straight just like that. And I was like, oh, fuck. I don't know. I, I forgot what the shot was exactly. It was kind of a little bit like you wanted to throw up, but not yet. Okay. You wanted to, but not yet. So I go ahead, uh, you know, I I know I was feeling the effects of it. I'm not feeling the effects of it anymore. But that day, you know, that day I was still feeling the effects of it. I was trying not to throw up at the house. I didn't throw up at the house. I was trying to walk around. I took a shower and I did all the stuff. Now, the story gets more interesting. my, My bike was one thing. 
And I was going to do my podcast and I told everybody I was going to do it tomorrow. I was going to do it on a Sunday. That's what I was going to do it on. But then something else fucking happened. Watch this, ladies and gentlemen. So the main event goes ahead and he is going inside, right? Going inside. He's already dressed up. I mentioned I'd taken a shower, right? I was going to go ahead and go to the store and, you know, walking from, from here to H-E-B takes me about maybe five minutes, maybe ten minutes, depending, you know. I don't mind. I mean, because, come on, it's exercise for crying out loud. It's okay to exercise and walk from your house to H-E-B and come right back. Couldn't you just get a ride? I don't give a shit. I just want to fucking walk. That's what you have to do, okay? While well, all you fat motherfuckers want to go ahead and just ask for a fucking ride and get to whatever, I want to go ahead and walk and get there and come back and I will lose 20 pounds before you know it okay now let me move on with let me move on with the next day okay now this one goes for we went from my bike being destroyed somewhat destroyed and we go from that to having my phone lost yes i lost my phone and let me tell you why because i was going over to the store and i ran into a good friend of mine named matt gungora i know him quite well as the rob arnold of the periwinkle massacre and the reason the reason anybody that knows who rob arnold is you know him quite well uh, for anyone that's a metalhead like myself you know rob arnold as a guy that played as that was a guitarist for chimera Chimera is one of my all-time favorite bands and one of my, me and Homestar's favorite band, including the one song that I like sharing with him every single time. It's a song called Down Again. That's, that's to me, our song, our, our theme song, as far as I'm concerned, you know, just the way it goes. Now, anyways, every time I see this guy, Rob Arnold, when I see how good he plays the guitar... That's exactly the way Matt Gungor plays it. I mean, he, you know, he's that talented of a guitar player. He's that talented in every way possible. So here I am in my shorts, in my shoes, in my suffocation shirt. Yes, I was wearing a suffocation shirt. He'll tell you that. And I go ahead and, uh, you know, I talk to him and, you know, just wondering how he's doing and everything else like that. And I'm fixing to walk over to H-E-B. And then he, you know, he offers a ride to me and I'm like, okay, cool. All right. I go ahead and... I um, go in his truck, he drops me off right in front of H-E-B, I get off and I go do what I have to do, and then, uh, you know, I get my wallet out and everything, and then I notice that I was, wait a minute, where, where the, did I have my phone with me? And, And I didn't think about it, but then I was like tracing back to my steps. I realized I did have the phone with me, and I'm like thinking, well, you know, there could be a possibility I may have left it in the house. So I went, I went to go get what I get and everything else like that. I come home, right? I come home. I was looking around for the phone. I was trying to, you know, use my brother's phone to call it. And apparently it's not here. So it was in my pocket at the time. But like, where could I have possibly dropped it at? And then I'm thinking, oh, shit. I left it in Matt's truck. And I think I remember hopping in there, and I don't know how it happened, but I think it may have slipped out of my pocket because I had one of those bike, those biker-type shorts that, you know, you could put stuff in there, but they could easily get out if they could, you know? So I'm like, oh, shit, you've got to be kidding me. So I had to use my brother's phone. I didn't know Matt's number, but I knew I have him on Messenger, and I let him know that my phone's there. So... 
Matt says he was going to come over. Well, actually, I think what I remembered correctly was I think Matt was uh, he wanted me to go get it from where he was at over at Sonic. I think that's where he was at. And I would have loved to have gone over there if I had a ride. And and I pretty much mentioned I would have loved to have called Homestar because I know his number quite well. But and and I think a lot of people will agree upon this when I say trying to get a hold of Homestar is like trying to get a hold of the president of the United States. It's very very hard to do, especially when Homestar and the the only way and here's the thing, guys. The only way you'll ever get a hold of Homestar is if you find him on Instagram. That's the only way because it seems like whenever I respond to Hector. On his Instagram, he responds back. That's the truth. Now, continuing on with the story, I I was there, uh, you know, telling him about the the phone, and I'm like, okay, well, it's not not a big deal. I mean, he can bring it back to me, you know, later on tonight. I'm not worried about it. So, I'm at home, I'm chilling, I'm sleeping, and then I get up in the morning on Sunday, and I wanted to do my podcast, and it's like, oh my fucking god, how am I supposed to do it if I don't have the phone? I go over to Matt's house because he lives down the street from me, right? And I see his truck, and I wake up around 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I'm there at his front door, and one of his friends was uh, answering the door. Uh, I guess they said he left, and I'm thinking, okay, well, he may have left with somebody in his trucks there, and there's no way to get a hold of him. And there was no way for me to get a hold of him at all because, there, you know, I didn't have anybody else's phone. So I waited about a few hours and stuff, and I, and I kept wanting to go over to his house, and I waited about almost an entire day. And, I, and I'll be honest, I'll be honest right here in this podcast, I was like, fuck, I need my phone. I, you know, it was one. It was one thing when I left it there for a slight moment, but when I realized I need my phone, I need my phone. And every everyone goes through this shit where they have to have their phone in every way possible. I mean, for me, it's like okay, I'm not too worried about it as long as I get it. But if I don't have it for another day, I'm gonna go nuts. And I was already at the brink of going nuts. So during the Dallas Cowboy game, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles, which we know how the end of result of that went down, by the way, go Cowboys. Uh, I told Matt, uh, I left him a message, my brother can't, comes home, and I'm just like wondering, okay, does Matt realize he still has my phone? He had no clue that his, my phone was in his truck, because he just like, oh my god, he's sorry. Then he was over at Gators, right? He was over at Gators, uh, I guess, was watching the game. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I'm not, uh, I was like thinking, okay, I'll, you know, the, the, the pressure valve comes off, and I'm okay, I'm fine. And I'm thinking, okay, he'll stop by right after the game is over, okay? And I'm thinking, okay, well, the game's over, it's done. I'm over here having myself some Pizza Hut and everything else like that with some wings and everything. I'm cool. But then the next couple of hours comes along, and I'm like, okay, is this dude coming home or not? I I have actually, and this is the truth, I've actually gone by his house a couple of times. I didn't knock at his door. I just actually went down down the street and went over to see if his truck was there because maybe he forgot Maybe he forgot. And I didn't see his truck at all. And then what happened was, you ever get that ty- you ever get that type where you go to sleep, right? You go ahead and you go right to sleep. And then when you get up early in the morning, well, actually, let me correct that. You go to sleep, you're thinking it's 1 o'clock in the morning, right? And then when you get up, you're thinking it's 2 o'clock in the morning. But instead, it's at 5.15 in the fucking morning. And I'm like... 
are you fucking serious? And this dude hasn't even brought me my phone yet. And I'm like, eek. So I go ahead. My brother was already about to get up to go to work and everything else like that. I'm like, dude, come on. I need my phone. And I, I checked the message. And apparently Matt left a message on my phone. Which, I, in, and this is something that I, I don't think Matt even understands. Uh, I don't think he's aware that I go on my messenger for that one moment. And I get off and I go right back to my brother's messenger. Just like that. When I looked at it, I was like, oh, crap, he must have left a message. He apparently had left the phone at the house. And I was, like, thinking, okay, maybe he left it at his house. He said he left the phone right by the motor, uh, right by the door, right next to the motor oil. And I'm like, I didn't think about it at first because I walked all the way to his house again. Being a, being a dumbass, I, I didn't think about it at first. And I was like, read the message again. I was like motor oil by the house and i'm like uh what is he talking about oh wait a minute i come right back to the fucking house right and i'm like i see the motor oil. oh fuck there's my phone there's my phone right there and i'm like okay and 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 you know what the first thing that came to my head when i saw the phone you know what the first thing that came to my head when i saw the phone and Matt, if you're listening to this, Matt, you, you just became the most famous person right now in this entire podcast. You realize, you realize what, what, what I just realized in my head when I saw the phone? The first thing I said in my head was, why didn't he knock on the fucking door? <laughs> I'm like, why? Why didn't he knock on the fucking door? Because I was up, I, I was up, I was waiting for the phone, I fell asleep, I was up, I fell asleep, I, I was I fell asleep, and I, I, I don't know if he was thinking that he left a message and I was waiting for him, or if he had no clue that I was up and everything else like that, it was just crazy, but nonetheless, I have my phone. I have my phone in my possession, and all I want to say to Matt is thank you very much for bringing the phone back, and uh, word of advice, knock on my fucking door. <laughs> If you wake me up, that's fine. At least I'll know that my phone is going to be in my possession. And don't worry about the dogs barking at the fucking house. They are just stupid. That's all you have to know. And, and like, <laughs> I, I'm just glad that I got my phone back. That, that's all that matters to me at this point. The phone came back in the main event's possession. And all I kept thinking about was wanting to do this podcast. And I thought, you know what? This is going to make an interesting story for everyone else that's listening to because while every podcast decides to go ahead and talk to you about bullshit crap and everything else like that in that particular nature when it comes to professional wrestling or when it comes to politics or when it comes to whatever the fuck they tell you, they can't make any story interesting. They just can't. Me, on the other hand, I can make any story interesting. I, you know, everything I just told you right there, all true, all facts, and they'll all tell you the same thing. I was there when that shit fucking happened, okay? What happened to my phone when it got lost? That shit fucking happened. When I got drunk off my fucking ass with Homestar and everything else like that, that fucking happened. When I left my bike in the front and walked over and noticed that the bike was still there, but two wheels are missing, that fucking happened. The point is, that shit fucking happened. While everybody else decides to go ahead and make up a bunch of fucking stories, just to make themselves look good I don't make up anything The only thing I want to make up is uh, The only thing I want to make up is a fucking exam Or something like that That's all I want to do Everything else It's all fucking true That's all happened So i like to thank the supporting cast For being a part of this story at this time To Roxanne Morales A.K.A. Lita I call her Lita because she looks like Lita 
Hector Juarez, a.k.a. Homestar Runner. Homestar, we need a drink, and we need a drink bad, but I think we'll drink next week. Well, two weeks. I, I Long story on that. Mateo, hey, I hope you come back to Corpus again soon, okay? And do me a favor. Do me a favor. Do me the biggest favor besides bringing Amanda over. I w- <laughs> Don't ask why. Don't ask why. Besides bringing Amanda over, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to come out in a Rockets jersey, okay? I want you to come out in a Rockets jersey and shock the living fuck out of people on Halloween. And tell everybody that you're James Harden of the Rockets, okay? Trust me. Everybody will buy it. Everybody will buy it. I guarantee you that. To Lacey, who uh, I, I think I mentioned her on this also, and uh, hope hope um, hope you're listening to this. Hope you had a great time at Theo's, at Richard's, I'm sorry. And hope I see you again sometime soon. And also, who else was involved? Oh, to, uh, Matt Gengora, the Rob Arnold. The Rob Arnold of the Periwinkle Massacre, and also the man that lost my phone and went ahead and dropped it off over at my house right next to the motor oil, right next to the door, and he could have at least had the decency to knock at the fucking door and tell him that the phone is here. (laughs) But that's okay, Matt. Nonetheless, you brought the phone back. I'm here. I got the phone. I'm not upset now, which is good, which is very, very good. Because if I would have woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning and I noticed my phone's not here, I would have ran to your fucking house, knock at your door. I was like, Matt, where the fuck is my phone? <laughs> oh, God, you see a madman coming down the street and everything. I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Oh, this dude dropped his phone off in his fucking truck and this dude is not refusing to come back and get it. Oh, but it was such a fucking, it was such a fucking, it was a crazy weekend, but it was good. I, I, I digged it. I liked it. I didn't give a shit about it. I am feeling a little bit sick, one, and it had nothing, it has nothing to do with uh, what happened, what I consumed Friday. I think it's the fact that I'm starting to feel, you know how when your nose starts running and you start having that scratchy throat feeling and everything else like that, it's starting to come into effect, and that's because we're getting closer and closer to getting that cold season rolling, so... While I'm doing this main event talk podcast, I better go ahead and get out what I gotta get get out as soon as possible. So let's get into a couple of things that we need to talk about. Okay, now obviously we gotta talk about Crown Jewel. We gotta go ahead and get this out of the way because as you guys know, there are gonna be several matches that are gonna be taking place at the Crown Jewel event that's gonna take place on Thursday, October 31st on Halloween. And I don't know why they don't mention Halloween. Please, WWE, do me a favor. Okay, I want you to do me a fucking favor. If you want to make Crown Jewel exciting, tell everybody it's on Halloween, all right? That way we'll all dress light like Arabians and say, go fuck yourselves, okay? And <laughs> I would, well, I wouldn't say that. But, anyways. <laughs> Anyways, the Crown Jewel event that's going to take place on October 31st on Halloween. There are a couple of matches that are involved in this one. Now, I think I... Oh, wait a minute. There was one thing I wanted to mention before I talk about the... Um, uh, wanted to talk about the Crown Jewel event. The main event has decided that I was going to go ahead and bring back the return of the main event thoughts. Now, I, I don't do them on this podcast, but I do do them on my uh, main event talk pot, uh, my main event talk Facebook page. Now, what it is, it's quite simple. It's one of those series of, of, of uh, auto or little, little somewhat podcasts that I talk about. And I'm basically it's a serious talk about certain subjects that I talk about, whether it was about uh, Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins at Crown Jewel. Or my thoughts about Cain Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship at Crown Jewel. 
you can only I, I've decided that you can only hear those you can only hear the main event thoughts on my main event talk Facebook page and they will be released I know they're already released already so it'll give you an opportunity to know the seriousness of my thoughts about it and you know my analysis and, and give you guys an idea of how I feel about each of these matches now, um, I probably am going to do a couple more in the weeks to come with, you know, with Crown Jewel coming up and the AEW uh, event. I think it's called Full Gear coming up on November 9th. Main event cannot wait for that. And also a couple of other things that are going to be happening in the next couple of weeks. Now, the Crown Jewel event, we know that there was supposed to be a match a six, a five-on-five match, Team Hogan versus Team Flair. On one side, you had, let's see, for Team Flair, you had Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Lashley. I'm trying to remember who the other individual was. Oh, King Corbin. Yes, King Corbin's in part of it. <coughs> and now there's only... One member left, which I think that member was already revealed. I, I, I could be wrong. So let me see. Randy Orton, King Corbin, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Lashley. I think that's it. There may be somebody else involved, but I could be wrong. Now, in Team Hogan, it was going to be Seth Rollins, Rusev, and I believe the other one was Ricochet. Now... Seth Rollins has officially been pulled out and has been replaced by somebody else, which I'll, which I'll get to in a moment. So now, with his replacement, it's now Rusev, Ricochet, and also in addition to that, it's Shorty Gable, Shorty Gable, or Shorty G, if you will, and Ali, they're a part of Team Hogan now, and which leads to the question, who's going to take Seth Rollins' place? Well, the, you know, instantly when that happened and, and you know, who's going to take Seth Rollins' place, the first person that came to my head immediately was Roman Reigns. And I, I said, that's, that's it. That's going to be the guy. I mean, because I don't, I don't see Roman, Roman Reigns doing anything else other than just, you know, going after the Intercontinental Championship. But sure enough, voila. Ro, uh, Hogan had already announced, you know, Roman Reigns would be the team captain. So you got your full team right there. So on Team Hogan, you got Roman Reigns. Shorty G, Ali, uh, Rusev, and Ricochet. So those are the five. Those are the five that are now a part of Team Hogan. Now on Team Flair, you got the Viper Randy Orton. You got King Corbin, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Bobby Lashley. Now there is a fifth member yet to be announced, and that person will probably be announced later on tonight on Monday Night Raw. We'll find out who it is. Uh, I'm trying to think in my head who could possibly go in Team Flair. It has to be the the only person I can possibly think of that could join Team Hogan or Team Flair, I'm sorry, would have to be. And this is kind of out there right now. I don't think he'll take it, but we'll see what happens. I'm thinking it'll probably be the phenomenal AJ Styles. And I'm thinking that would be something. That would be great to have the phenomenal one become a part of Team Flair. I mean, after all, uh, AJ Styles has been a part of Team Flair, if anybody remembers Fortune from back in the day over in TNA Wrestling. So he was a part of that faction for a long time ago. But we'll see what happens. We'll see about this whole thing that's going to happen at Crown Jewel. 
I mentioned Seth Rollins was a part of Team Hogan. Well, now they have replaced it. They decided they're going to take him off and they're going to put him in a Universal Championship match. Now, (laughs) a lot of shit went down and now it's about to get interesting. Now, Seth Rollins is going to defend the Universal Championship at Crown Jewel and he's going to be taking on... He's going to take on the fiend Bray Wyatt. And oh my fucking God, right away, everyone is probably already in shock. And did you hear about the extra stipulation that was added? Did you hear about, I I don't know if this is official or not. Until I get clarification, this, I don't think it's going to go down like this or not. But we'll see if this is official or not. So we got, it's, it's, um, no, it's a, what is it? False Count Anywhere match, and the match cannot be stopped for any reason. Are you serious? Why did why the fuck you put that on for? I don't think that's official yet, but I saw that, you know, written on there somewhere. I, I don't know if it's official or not. But here's the thing that I'm starting to look at now, and once again, I this was one of my, my thoughts on Bray Wyatt versus... Bray Wyatt versus uh, Seth Rollins. Now, last week on Monday Night Raw... Seth Rollins, I, I, and, and I, somebody must be listening to the, the things that I say on this Main Event Talk podcast. I mentioned that if they continue with this whole thing with Seth Rollins and The Fiend, and it's got, it's got to get more interesting now. We, we got to make sure that these two do go at it, and we put this shit behind us once and for all. Now, if this story gets interesting... They got to put Seth Rollins in a position to where he can get into the realm of Bray Wyatt. I'm not talking about the fiend itself. I'm talking about Bray Wyatt, as in him. You know, not the fiend, Bray Wyatt. And I'm thinking, bring him into the funhouse. Have him show up. Have him do his stuff. Get it out of the way. And then who knows? There may be a fight. There may be a confrontation. Something will go down. Who knows? So they showed what happened at the end of Monday Night Raw. And here is, you know, Bray Wyatt, you know, talking about Rambly Rabbit. Rambly Rabbit's all talking about Seth Rollins and everything else like that. Telling him to go. Bray Wyatt's coming out and doing all this shit. And then all of a sudden, here comes Seth Rollins attacking Bray Wyatt, which. You know, I, I was already thinking that could possibly be what's going to happen. Seth Rollins comes in. He attacks Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt gets up and says, Seth! And then after that, you know, before you know it, wondering, what are you doing? Don't do this to me. And all this other stuff. Showing basically the weakness of Bray Wyatt. And in this one, I, I, I know some people are looking at this like, what the fuck, man? And then, and then here's the thing that I enjoyed the most. And he did this, and I'm glad he did it, because now we're going to get something out of this now. Bray Wyatt is attacked. He's hurt. He's down. He's in the middle of the funhouse. He's tearing everything up. And Seth Rollins has that look in his eye where he says, burn it down. And that's exactly what he did. He burned down the Firefly Funhouse. And I saw that, and I was like, 
Wow. <laughs> wow, that was fucking cool. I know some people are probably upset about it. You could actually hear that crowd getting upset right away. Like, why did this have to happen? Why Why did you burn the fun house down? And I, people are probably upset or pissed off about this. This is what I'm looking at right now. And I want everybody to follow, like I always say, everybody follow along with the main event because I'm going to get you on a ride. And we're going to see how this goes. Now, Unfortunately, I see the ending as different as everyone else's. Because while everyone believes in their mind that, you, that the Universal Championship is going to go right directly into the hands of Bray Wyatt, it ain't going to happen. I'm sorry. I think that was, I think as far as I'm concerned, when they fucked up that whole shit with Hell in a Cell. I mean, they had like 20 million plans and they should have just stick with one. And that one wasn't going to cut it, all right? It was not going to cut it in any way possible. I think in this, in this ending, in this ending of this feud between Seth Rollins and The Fiend, we should end it with Seth Rollins turning heel. It needs to happen. And also, also, this is what I'm also looking at. You go ahead. You get these two to fight. And yes... Seth Rollins is scared. Seth Rollins is afraid. Seth Rollins is all that, but he ain't afraid of this shit. He ain't taking this shit anymore, and he's going to do what he can to take out Bray Wyatt. Even if it means it has to burn down the Firefly Funhouse, which he did. And at Crown Jewel, he's going to do the same thing to The Fiend. And he don't care what the fuck he has. He'll get a Sherman tank and run his ass over. The point is, at the end of the day, I don't know what the United States is thinking. I don't know what the American fans think of Seth Rollins. Well, actually, let me correct that. I know what the fans in the United States think of Seth Rollins. They don't think much of him at all, especially with what happened at Hell in a Cell. More fans are going to get behind Bray Wyatt as opposed to Seth Rollins because they look at Seth Rollins as boring, he sucks, and blah, blah, blah. I look at it as you wanted him to be a heel and now we're going to give you the heel. Okay. We're going to give you the heel Rollins that you wanted. Okay. And you are going to be behind Bray Wyatt all the fucking way. And then this is going to be the ending. The ending is going to be these two are going to have their false count anywhere match and anywhere in the fucking building. And the end result will be Seth Rollins is going to defeat Bray Wyatt. And I know some people will say, well, you can't do that. You can't kill his character unfortunately in my view you're gonna have to you're gonna have to and also here's the thing there's nothing wrong with killing his character now you want to know why where's Bray Wyatt headed to where's it where's Bray Wyatt headed to he's headed to Smackdown isn't he he still appears on Raw but he is a Smackdown guy you eliminate, you eliminate Bray Wyatt. You eliminate The Fiend for just that once constant moment. You let Seth Rollins do what he can. Hey, let the fans boo him. Let the fans scream at him. and Let, the, let him go fuck off. You ain't cool anymore. Fuck that. I got news for you. You're going to hate Rollins. You're going to give him the type of heat that you're going to give him. And I'm going to sit here, sit back and think, hey, you know what? (laughs) These guys are are fucking stupid morons for fucking booing at a guy who's way talented, who's a great wrestler, great champion. You're going to boo him just because you don't like how the finish goes. No, you're going to hate him because he'll turn into a heel 
And you are going to ha- have to unfortunately accept the fact that you were responsible for turning him into a heel. Yes. And while everybody else is behind the fiend, everyone's behind the fiend still. No matter that ridiculous finish over at Hell in a Cell, you're still going to be behind the fiend. And at the end, when the fiend is gone, when the fiend is finished, he's going to end up on SmackDown. But there is another question that comes along with the fucking ride. What about that advertisement for Seth Rollins versus The Fiend inside a steel cage? I mean, come on. I mean, look, look, WWE, do me a favor, okay? Just, I want you to do me a favor. Just do what you have to do at Crown Jewel. Just get it out of the way. Just get it done. Just put it out of your fucking misery, and then we can move on with our fucking lives. That's it. Give us Seth Rollins, make him a heel, and then we'll be fine. And then the fans will be behind the fiend all the fucking way until the end of October. Give me a fucking break. Sheesh. I mean, we all want this to come to an end. Let's just get this over with. All right, let's get it done. Now, besides this whole thing with Seth Rollins and the fiend, we also got Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman, which I'd like to talk about, but I'd like to leave that for another time. I would also like to talk about um, Cain Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship, despite the fact that I'd like it to be a one-on-one match, but it is going to be for the WWE Championship, which still shocks the living fuck out of me. I don't even understand why they're even doing this. Now, (coughs) the whole thing with the draft... Is it just me, or is the draft still going on? Yeah, I mean, we we all know who's a part of what, and we all know where they're all going to and everything else like that. And we we all wonder these questions. Okay, well, you wanted Roman Reigns, but he's on SmackDown, but he's been on SmackDown for quite a while. And then you put the man on on Raw, but yet the man has been on Raw for quite a while and everything. And there there were a few, like, draftees that came in and, you know, went to Raw, went to SmackDown. Which was not a big surprise, but then you had these other surprises that I was like in shock that this person is here. Like for instance, um, the who was it? It was the the best kept secret, Buddy Murphy. It's funny he went from being on SmackDown in the in the Superstar Shakeup to now being a part of Raw in in the draft. And I was like, oh sweet, that's great. I mean, that was pretty much a big surprise right there. And how about Ali? How about Ali? He was a part of Raw for that time being in the Superstar Shakeup before he went to SmackDown. And now, all of a sudden, he's back on SmackDown, handling some unfinished business, as he said, which is cool. And then how about that whole ridiculous thing having both Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross cross over from Raw to SmackDown? I don't get it. I, I I really don't get it, but then again, I don't know. I, I don't know where all this is going. It's just... The draft, what, what, what did I think of the draft? What did I think of the war rooms? <laughs> the, 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 the USA war room on one side, and then the Fox war room on the other side. Oh, my God. I, I, it, 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 and let me tell you something, guys. I, it was okay. I mean, I wasn't exactly... A, like jumping for joy in this one it was like it was like they were watching we were watching all these people in these rooms 
reading through paperwork and all this other stuff. And probably none of these guys have a clue about what's going on in wrestling and everything else like that. But yet they get excited about this guy, that guy. And then they get down in the dumps when this guy goes to Raw and this one goes to SmackDown and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, this is too much. Let's... Let's put it away, shall we? It's like watching an episode of Wall Street. We see all these people are looking at the stocks. They're going all the way. Yeah, that's oh, that's oh, fuck, it dropped. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, seriously. I mean, what? (laughs) It it was silly. I mean, it was ridiculous. I admit that. But at the same time, it was, it was entertaining. I mean, that's that's all you could put at this point. That's all you could put at this point is the draft. But now. I think the draft is over for now, but no doubt there's probably going to be a whole lot more stuff that's going to be happening on Monday Night Raw. <coughs> so Monday Night Raw is going to be taking place tonight. I'm going to be checking it out as I can. Uh, well, with my Fire Stick, I'm, I'm hopeful to get the USA Network so that way I'll be able to check it out. So don't forget to check out uh, the USA Network. Don't forget to check out Monday Night Raw tonight. No doubt there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be happening. Now... We are getting closer and closer to the end of the main event talk. Uh, There was one thing I wanted to talk about at this end here, and it's about the Wednesday Night Wars, about AEW. It's about um, NXT. Now, I'm not going to give you the suspense of the formalities here, okay? Now, the first week I said that AEW was going to win the first week, and they did. They won because it was the debut show. The second week was going to be either AEW or or NXT, it ended up being AEW's night. With a few ratings dropped. With a few viewerships on both sides dropped. Now this week, uh, AEW wins for the third time. And their viewership had dropped once again. And they're at 1.047 million viewers. They had, they had still over a million viewers. While NXT dropped again... With this, you know, they, they, they dropped. That was it. It was over. Now, I know there's been some people talking to me about what should NXT do. They need to bring, bring over some big stars to make it interesting, to make the show a whole lot more interesting. No, I, I don't think that should happen at all. And if they do bring some, bring, bring some big stars over, just bring the ones that were in NXT. Bring Kevin Owens over or, or bring in Charlotte Flair or bring in Sasha Banks or something like that. Make, make, the, make NXT interesting. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing wrong with the product. There's nothing wrong with the wrestling. There's nothing wrong with the storylines. There's nothing wrong with any of that. There may be some stuff that need to be fixed, but I don't think anything needs to be fixed. Because here's the thing. To me... The NXT brand does not need any big-time stars. It does not. It doesn't because my, my view of it is if you add a John Cena or if you add a Stone Cold or if you add The Rock to it, and uh, no offense, yes, they are big-time stars and they could probably draw ratings, but they're only going to be there for that one week just to draw ratings and everything else like that. No, I mean, you don't need that. You don't need big-time stars to put in this, this badass product that you guys got. I mean, NXT has always been a better product. It always has. It doesn't need any big-time stars. It just needs, you know, to stay the way it is. If you try to change it, if you try to make it into something it's not, NXT will go to the fucking ground, and AEW might as well be handed the, the Wednesday Night Wars and give it to them. You know, let them win it. 
On the other hand, AEW, and I'm going to argue this point. While AEW has got, while they win in this week's Wednesday Night War, I want to talk about some of the comments that were talked about, including this guy, Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt. You've heard about this guy, right? He's a part of the the team known as Jurassic Express. Now, there is a lot of com- uh, comments that I want to talk about. I want to try and get some of it out of the way before I end the show. There were a lot of people that tried to compare Marco Stunt to Rey Mysterio. This guy, Marco Stunt, is a small guy who looks like a little fucking kid. Let's let's be honest. He looks like a little fucking kid. And you guys have the nerve, especially to some of the wrestling fans out there, have the nerve to compare this little kid to Rey Mysterio. Let me tell you something. Rey Mysterio, I remember seeing him a long time ago as a kid. I remember seeing how he was. He looks like a little kid, but he acts like a fucking wrestler. There's a difference. Marco Stunt, on the other hand, looks like a little fucking kid. He's not even built right. He's not even looked right, for crying out loud. I've seen what this dude can do. I'm surprised this dude's even alive in this business, you know? And yet, guys like Chris Jericho and Jim Ross and Dave Meltzer and a few other people want to back this guy up? Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I can understand AEW getting behind this guy. I can understand that. But to the common wrestling fans, especially to the wrestling fans that, you know, we all know, they look at this guy, they look at this guy, Marco Stunt, and right away, he's a fucking little kid. You can't compare this dude to fucking Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio's won championships. He's beaten some of the biggest and some of the best this industry has to offer. What the fuck has this dude done? Not a fucking thing. He's just a little fucking kid who's going to get his ass kicked. And if this dude ends up in a fucking car accident in their fucking TV show, I guarantee you no one's going to watch this product anymore. And here's the thing. Like I said, I got nothing against AEW. But this is the kind of shit that people are against. Whether it's Marco Stunt, whether it's Orange Cassidy, whether it's... Um, who who was the other ones? The best friends. There's a lot of good wrestlers, good talented wrestlers on AEW, and then you got some of these other guys that could possibly make a mockery of this industry. All I know is, I will talk about this a little bit more on an episode of the Main Event Thoughts on my Facebook page, so you guys will get an opportunity to hear more about my thoughts about Marco Stunt and more. So that concludes this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. I wish I could go a little bit farther, but I can't. I wanted to go ahead and just get my story out of the way, which did take a long time. But hey, I wanted to make the first topic just a little bit more interesting so that way everybody could stay tuned and know what the fuck I'm saying. So without further ado, guys, I'm going to go ahead and take off. So before I go, follow the main event on on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash at main, real main event talk 
Follow my Facebook page right there. You can also follow the main event on Twitter at twitter.com slash at main event player. You can also follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash at main event player. You can actually follow me on my personal Facebook page as well. You can also subscribe to the main event talk podcast on whatever podcast you're listening to, whether it's on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever podcast that you listen to and don't forget to follow my good friends at richards billiards at rich at facebook.com slash at richard billiards no doubt they'll probably have something going on monday night whether it's raw or whether it's monday night football something good's gonna be happening there tonight so ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to this episode of the main event talk and i will see you next time on my regularly scheduled program on another episode of the main event talk podcast Why? Because I can, and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. Marco Stunt and Rey Mysterio. Really?